You're listening to Sound Opinions, and later in the show, we're going to share a boatload of Desert Island jukebox picks, music to help us get through this moment in time. But first, let's talk about how this moment, this pandemic, is impacting the music industry. Greg, before we talk about the impact uh, of the pandemic on the music industry at large, we have to talk about the impact on Sound Opinions. I'm recording remotely in my home. You are in yours. Our four producers are all in theirs, scattered across the Chicago area. The engineers uh, at our home station are recording us remotely. Uh, never in 748 shows have we done one this way. Everything has changed with this pandemic. Our focus is the music industry. Uh, we saw a rash of tour cancellations. You name it, artists all over the map. The two major promotion companies that control the majority of concerts across the country shut down everything they were doing, reluctantly, uh, and we have seen a rash of festival cancellations, South by Southwest, Coachella, Glastonbury, Stagecoach. It's going to take some time for the live music industry to recover from this. My concern is, uh, will the festival model be done for good? Is it a good idea to have tens of thousands of people congregating in a field on top of one another? And what's going to become of the mom-and-pop clubs that are the lifeblood of what we care about most? They operate on shoestring margins to begin with, and being closed for a number of weeks, will they ever recover? Yeah, we're also talking about uh, the musical community, the musicians and artists who sustain, who are the basis, the foundation of that industry that you were talking about. Unable to tour, the primary uh, source of revenue for artists for the last two decades, as we know in this digital world, has been through touring and the ability to sell merchandise while on the road. That has been taken away. And it's interesting, Jim, as you know, uh, a lot of these musicians and artists, when they're not on the road, are working in the service industry. They're bartenders, they're waiters, waitresses, and those jobs have gone as well. So now we have a number of people in this community who are out of work. Uh, We are seeing some efforts. Uh, The Recording Academy and its charitable foundation, Music Cares, has launched a COVID-19 relief fund. They're each chipping in a million dollars as a first step. They realize that's just a small portion of the kind of funding and revenue that's going to be needed to keep this community afloat. Uh, But they're making an effort to at least, uh, you know, bring some income into the coffers uh, over the next few months. You know, this has also uh, kick-started the conversation anew, taken it to a whole new level about the equities of streaming audio. We saw Bandcamp do a one-day experiment where it waived its fee of any music purchased and downloaded uh, from that service. Uh, And generally speaking, they are more equitable than the 800-pound gorilla Spotify. A lot of people are saying to Spotify, we have been asking you for some time, Mm -hmm. a lot of musicians are saying, uh, to to make the uh, revenue available to us from free streaming audio uh, more equitable. And that conversation is taking on a very new urgency. That having been said, Greg, we are seeing a record burst of creativity of people self-quarantined in their homes giving us concerts. Some big names, Coldplay's Chris Martin, John Legend, Pink, Keith Urban, Diplo, Death Cab for Cuties, Ben Gibbard, cranky old Neil Young, right? And a million 
little names. I just, before uh, coming into tape, saw a guy named Billy Higgins, somebody who's a Facebook follower, uh, posted a video in his living room of uh, him playing Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots by the <laughs> Flaming Lips, saying... Yeah. Um, you know, cross out that Yoshimi is a uh, judo uh, playing uh, robot and think of it as the virus. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that uh, there this this whole component, these, these virtual concerts. I I looked at the NPR music list that is being compiled on the uh, NPR site as well as the WBEZ site. A very handy one-stop shopping guide to various streaming flat platforms: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube that are holding these concerts, many of them are free. There's some that are requiring registration or a subscription, but many of them are free. Artists like Ben Gibbard, Amy Rigby, Low Cut Connie, Waxahachie. You know, I saw this whole series by this great jazz pianist, Fred Hirsch. And this is one way that these artists are keeping uh, in, in connection with their audience. You know, one thing uh, that these uh, concerts are underscoring is that you cannot force a, I'm hesitant even to use this word anymore, viral moment in the internet sense, right? It is the people, the non-professional musicians, the amateur musicians who do this for love that are inspiring me. And I think about that video from Siena, Italy, where so many people are dying. The people of Italy going out on their balconies of apartment buildings and uniting in song. It really underscores the power and why we've devoted our lives to talk about this art form. I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. That, of course, is the Desert Island jukebox theme. Uh, this week, as we social distance, we are all on our own virtual desert islands. Our team of producers thought it would be a great idea to add a fresh batch of Desert Island jukebox picks to this virtual machine that keeps us company in our solitude. This is music we can't live without, and that happens to seem particularly well-suited to this moment in time. Uh, sort of the ultimate Desert Island jukebox tracks, Greg, for you and me, uh, but also uh, that resonate right now with so many of us turning to music as our main source, really a reason for living, as I called my fanzine when I was a kid. And I, I meant it then, I still do 40 years later. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. When we talked about this idea uh, as this uh, coronavirus was spreading and the crisis was spreading, the first piece of music that popped into my head was uh, a song by Laurie Anderson called Love Among the Sailors. And the reason it did is because I saw her on the night of 9-11 in Chicago performing that very song, and it really uh, unified uh, the few hundred of people who were out at that show uh, I had to cover it for the Chicago Tribune, and I was really glad I had that opportunity. And I think the people who ended up showing up in a time of crisis were really gratified, too, by that moment and that, and that performance. The, the, the song was written again in 1994, and it seemed to predict the events of that day. And again, it seems incredibly 
observant of what we're feeling in this day and age. There, you know, there's a hot wind blowing. It moves across the oceans and into every port. A plague, a black plague. There's danger everywhere. And then there's another line, and you're all alone on an island now tuning in. At the end of the song, she talks about this whole notion of being violated, threatened, but still somehow yearning for community. Hombres, sailors, comrades. You know, that's how the song ends. It's a beautiful, powerful moment about rallying together the community. And, you know, we're on these islands, Jim, but we can talk to each other. You know, we're still, the music is still translating from those islands. And uh, we're reaching out to each other in, in any way we can. And how important From the balconies uh, of San Siena. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The people singing to each other in, you know, across the plaza. It's, it's, it's incredible. Laurie Anderson with uh, Love Among the Sailors on Sound Opinions. There is a hot wind blowing Moves across the oceans And into every port A plague A black plague There's danger everywhere and you've been sailing And you're alone on an island now Tuning in Did you think this was the way Your world would end? Hombres, sailors There's no pure land now, no safe place, and we stand here on the pier, watching you drown. This is the work of an angry God. I want to look into his angry face. Love Among the Sailors, Laurie Anderson track, a great one. Greg Cott's first addition to this special, ultimate DIJ tracks of the moment. Greg, I'm going to turn, I, I think I'm going to be more predictable than you. I'm, I'm <laughs> a turning to artists that define, if I had to choose five, uh, for which I would be ever stranded on a desert island. It would be uh, these five artists. I'm going to turn to a song by Nirvana, but not just any song. You Know You're Right was, for years, the great lost Nirvana song. Greg, the last time uh, we saw the band, they were touring in support of In Utero. You and I were sitting in the balcony of the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago and saw them play. 
an amazing song. Uh, I turned to my friend Jim Merlis, who was their publicist at the time, and said, what is that? He says, I have no idea. You came running over and said, what was that? We had no idea. Uh, it was recorded shortly before Cobain's death in 1994, but it languished for some time until it finally appeared as the first song on a self-titled Greatest Hits album. I think this would have been the hit of the next album that Nirvana made. You know you're right. It's one of those wonderfully cryptic Cobain songs where you don't really know what he's talking about, except that that voice speaks volumes. I, you know, I, I've been thinking for a long time about how uh, to introduce Nirvana to, uh, say, my students who may not have ever heard them. I don't think in the history of rock and roll there has been any artist with more empathy. He, he radiates it in his voice and in his lyrics. He cared about people. He understood people's pain. And in fact, that one word, that one four-letter word, pain, uh, repeats itself again and again and again in this song. Uh, and he draws it out many <laughs> syllables long. And you hear that he is in pain and that he also feels for others who are, that he's isolated at this point. It's so warm and calm inside, I no longer have to hide. And he concludes a little while later, uh, whether he's quoting FDR or rephrasing FDR, you won't be afraid of fear. I think it's a great song for these times, a great song for any time. You Know You're Right by Nirvana. You're right by Nirvana, a song for our times, for sure, Jim. 
my next choice is uh, from Guided by Voices. I wanted to shout out to the scientists of the world. We need them more than ever. Some That's people, sure. maybe not so much. People are trying to diminish their role in this crisis. I think they're absolutely necessary. I think a lot of people think they're absolutely necessary uh, in overcoming a crisis like this. Uh, I am a scientist by Guided by Voices from their 1994 album, B-1000. Uh, Robert Pollard, the leader of that band, Dayton school teacher turned rocker. He certainly appreciated the value of science, the importance of science in helping us solve our problems, including a deadly pandemic. Um, the opening lines of the song, I am a scientist. I seek to understand me. All of my impurities and evils yet unknown. I think Pollard was talking about uh, the quest for self, a better self-understanding. But I think implied in those lines are also, you know, the idea of accumulating data and, and testing that data uh, to better understand the world is essential to our, our future. Uh, and that's, I think that's what this song really encapsulates. I Am a Scientist by Guided by Voices on Sound Opinions. I am a scientist, I seek to understand me. Guided by voices, I am a scientist. You know, journalists also get a shout-out in there, They do, Craig. yes. They do. I'm going to go to Public Enemy, probably my all-time favorite hip-hop crew, a band that I can, a crew that I can never get enough of. Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos from the 88 album, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. Uh, this is a long track. Chuck D uh, was never better. Flavor Flav, we get just enough of him cheering Chuck on as Chuck tells the story of a jailbreak. And, you know, in some ways, all of us are feeling right now that we are in jail, and I'm not complaining about that. Uh, we are locked up and safe at home, and, and so many people are... Uh, helping keep society functioning, you know, that have to work. They don't have that option. But you do go a little stir-crazy. I think a, a key line is Chuck talking about every man's got served along with the time they served. Decency was deserved. It is a, an amazing track where that powerful bullhorn voice of Chuck D 
PhD is matched by the Bomb Squad's production. There are, as always with the Bomb Squad, a complicated uh, mass of samples going on, uh, a nonstop uh, clatter that always reminds me of the sound of the New York subway and the street, mm. at, at least when the city was, you know, in full bore. Uh, but the key thing you hear is this high-pitched piano sample from a 1969 Isaac Hayes song off of Hot Buttered Soul. I'm going to take a, a, a stab at saying it, hyperbolic, syllabic-esque, uh, daily mystic. All one word. I'm slaughtering Isaac. You're, you're very brave. What a track. Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos by Public Enemy. I got a letter from the government the other day. I opened and read it. It said they were suckers. They wanted me for their army or whatever. Picture me giving a damn. I said never. Here is a land that never gave a damn about a brother like me and myself because they never did. I wasn't with it, but just that very minute it occurred to me. The suckers had authority. Cold sweating as I dwell in my cell. How long has it been? They got me sitting in a state pen. I gotta get out what that thought was thought before. I contemplated a plan on the cell floor. I'm not a fugitive on the run, but a brother like me begun to be another one. Public enemy serving time, they drew the line, y'all. To criticize me for some crime. Nevertheless, they could not understand that I'm a black man and I can never be a veteran. On the strength of situations unreal, I got a raw deal. So I'm looking for the steel. Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos by Public Enemy, an awesome track for a, a, a troubled time. After a break, Jim and I are going to share some more Desert Island jukebox picks for these times. That's coming up on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis with Greg Cott, socially distanced, remote <laughs> from each other's homes, sharing some Desert Island jukebox picks for these times and sort of our ultimate Desert Island jukebox picks, which is why I'm going to songs that uh, are not going to su surprise anybody. But I saw your list in advance, Greg. This one does surprise me. Not that I'm not a fan. Well, you know, uh, the Go-Go's, their first record, uh, Beauty and the Beat in 1981. I remember buying it when it first came out. It never ceases to put me in a good mood. It went to number one improbably. I don't think anybody thought that kind of music was going to be that popular at that time, but it, it was indeed a great uh, band from uh, Los Angeles. And uh, the, the record is generally considered as sort of peppy and upbeat, but it closes with a song by the bassist, Kathy Valentine, that I think speaks to the moment. Can't Stop the World is the name of the track. Basically talking about the whole idea, the world's a pretty cruel and unforgiving place, and why are you fretting about things you can't control? you got to focus on what you can control. Things like your attitude, your mindset, your focus on the future. And that, the key lines in the song for me are, can't stop the world, why let it stop you? And that's the message that I think is worth uh, repeating. Can't stop the world from the Go-Go's on Sound Opinions.
Can't Stop the World by the Go-Go's. Good one, Greg. Uh, I'm going to go to X-Ray Specs, uh, a band. I I can't believe this. I think the thing that you said in the last decade that hurt me more than any other was when I was (laughs) contending that the X-Ray Specs debut album, Germ-Free Adolescence in 1978, is one of the all-time great records. That's why it's on as like my top five Desert Island records of all time. And you were like, yeah, Oh Bondage Up Yours is a good song, but that's it. Every song on that record, Greg, <laughs> by Polystyrene, a young woman of color growing up as a misfit, chubby with braces in London, expressing the strength of her personality, her femininity, uh, you know, Marxist screeds, rants against the man. That album has everything with incredible hooks from Jack Airport, the guitarist, and Laura Logic, the saxophonist. I am going to play newly, bizarrely, weirdly resonant for these times, the title track, Germ-Free Adolescent. I know you're antiseptic, your deodorant smells nice, I'd like to get to know you, you're deep frozen like the ice. He's a germ-free adolescent. Cleanliness is her obsession. Cleans her teeth ten times a day, scrub away, scrub away, scrub away which is what we are all doing with our hands. I actually talked to a a young uh, person the other day who was complaining that their hands are are beginning to bleed. I think they were doing it a little obsessively. Germ-Free Adolescence by X-Ray Specs. Germ-free adolescence from X-ray specs. Okay, Jim, I uh, I, I I see the uh, the high ground to you on that uh, on that band. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to say that this is beginning to end great album before I die. Well, I'm, work I'm on that. still not convinced, entirely convinced of that. But uh, that uh, that's a great track as well. Um, 
I'm going to go next to uh, Survival of the Fittest, a, a, a song title that certainly speaks to today from the great Mob Deep. Uh, their second album, uh, the infamous 1995, in that period when New York City was in its uh, you know, third wave of great hip-hop, artists like the Wu-Tang Clan and Nas setting a new template for that city's underground and a slice of African-American underground life in the song I'm going to play uh, with Survival of the Fittest. Uh, it's sort of like a survival manual for, you know, the, the sort of Dar- Darwinian aspect of, of the streets in New York, the, the sort of movie-like detail, novelistic detail that they pack into these songs about what it meant to survive on those streets. And what is compelling about the vision shown by Havoc and Prodigy, the two MCs in the group, is that they're not just talking about strength and guns and violence, but also smarts, being smarter than the guy that's coming after you, being smarter than the rest of the crews that are running those streets. And that's how you get through the day. That's how you get through the week in a tough time. Uh, I, I think those are apt words for today as well. Survival of the fittest from Mob Deep on Sound Opinions. There's a war going on outside, no man is safe from. You could run, but you can't hide forever from these streets that we done took. You walking with your head down, scared to look. You shook, cause ain't no such things as halfway crooks. They never around when the beef cooks in my part of town. It's similar to Vietnam. Now we all grown up and old and be on the cops control. They better have a riot gear ready. Trying to back me and get rock steady. By the Mac 1 double, I touch you and leave you with not much to go home with. My skin is thick, cause I'll be up in the mix of action. If I'm not at home, puffing live, relaxing. New York got it again in the press. So I wear a slug proof underneath my guest God bless my soul Before I put my foot down and begin to stroll Into the drama I built And all unfinished beef you will soon be killed Put us together It's like mixing vodka and milk I'm going out blasting Taking my enemies with me And if not they scar so they will never forget me Lord forgive me The Hennessy got me not knowing how to act I'm falling and I can't turn back Or maybe it's the words from my man Killer Black That I can't say so what's left the untold fact Until my death my goals will stay alive Survival of the fit, only the strong survive Yo, yo we live in this till the day that we die Survival of the fit, only the strong survive We live in this till the day that we die Survival of the fit, only the strong survive We live in this till the day that we die Survival of the fit, only the strong survive We live in this till the day that we die in between two worlds trying to get dope You know when the dope get low, the juice go But never that, as long as fiends smoke crack I'll be on the block hustling, count my stacks No doubt, watching my back and proceed with caution 5-0 working, no time to get lost in The system getting loose fake names to get out quick My brother did it and got back with two ounces I live with one with squads, hit the block hall oh, That's my man twin when he got back up Yep, God, but this happens for a reason you find out who's your true peoples when you're upstate bleeding. You can't find a shorty to troop your bed with you. Hit with a two to four is difficult. While on the streets, I try to maintain. Tight with my Lucas, what's like to run game. Survival of the fittest. Mob deep. A good one, Greg. As I said, Ultimate DIJs, I gotta go to some of my go-tos. But I haven't played this track before. Uh, there are 20 others I, I, I could have and probably did. Wire's debut album, 1977, Pink Flag, I think one of the few albums in history that I would call perfect. 
every single note, every single song. They run into one another. It is a punk rock suite encompassing the entire history of rock and roll and pointing to the future. I've said this before. You're sick of hearing me say it. Uh, but I never fail to find songs that inspire me. Uh, I'm currently high on Fragile, all uh, one minute and 18 seconds of it. A beautiful pop song that is completely minimalist. It is as if you had taken the best song by the Beatles and, and taken almost everything that didn't have to be there out, and what you are left with is a song like Fragile. The melody is beautiful. It is, in some senses, uh, unusual for Wire in that it's a love song, I believe, about a fleeting love that disappears. And, you know, we are talking about need, needing precious hands, needing precious hands, fragile, fragile, fragile. I'm, I'm feeling fragile. I haven't been more nervous about taping a sound opinions, I think, in the entire history of this show. I mm. think it was just because everything was falling apart. Uh, and then I hear some wire and I jump up and down Pogo in place and I'm all better again. <laughs> I hope it mm. does that for you too. Fragile by Wire. That is Fragile by the Mighty Wire. Now it's your turn, the listeners. Is there a Desert Island Jukebox track helping you get through right now? Let us know. Give us a call at 888-859-1800 or connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. Coming up, Jim and I are going to share our final Desert Island Jukebox picks, and I'll pay tribute to singer-songwriter Paul Kay, who passed away on March 16th. That's In a Minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim Deirgatis with Greg Cott, and this week we are sharing a batch of ultimate Desert Island jukebox picks, particularly well-suited to this moment we are all in. Greg, you have one more for us. I do, Jim. Uh, it's actually a reject by the Beatles, which uh, isn't exactly a, a, a big selling point, I admit, but man, what a song. Uh, I think the Beatles probably later on regretted it. Uh, George Harrison wrote a track called All Things Must Pass in 1968. Uh, demos of the song have been circulating on uh, various bootlegs for quite a while and then were eventually officially released on some of those uh, Beatles chronologies that came out in recent years. Um, but the song never made it onto a Beatles album, uh, despite the fact that it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, so uh, Harrison initially handed it off to... Uh, uh, a label mate on Apple Records, Billy Preston, who recorded it 
in uh, 1970. And later in that year, Harrison put it on his solo debut album, that triple album. And in fact, he named his triple album after the song All Things Must Pass. Um, what a lineup of uh, artists on this record. I mean, Phil Spector was producing, but you had Ringo Starr, uh, Eric Clapton, Klaus Vormann playing on the track. Uh, beautifully orchestrated song based on a Timothy Leary poem, which was, uh, w- which was in turn based on a classic Chinese religious text about this whole notion of resilience. You just stumped me. You and I wrote a book about the Beatles and the Stones. I, I, as, even as a student of Timothy Leary, I never knew that. It's interesting that uh, Leary was referencing this Chinese religious text from the, you know, I think it was like the fourth or fifth century. And Harrison obviously was a student of that kind of philosophy yeah. as well. Uh, so this really appealed to him, the whole idea that life is full of ups and downs, neither of which are going to last. To understand that, if you understand that, you will have a much better life. Uh, and it's a beautiful song uh, conveying a, a deep and very wise sentiment about how to how to survive a, a planet that's uh, often unforgiving. George Harrison with All Things Must Pass on Sound Opinions. All Things Must Pass by the great George Harrison. Greg's final addition to this uh, edition of special Desert Island Jukebox Picks. And Greg, you know I can't do the ultimate uh, picks here for the Desert Island Jukebox without doing one by Brian Eno. Get the bell ready. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. I'm sorry. Uh, Another Green World, the third of the four pop albums that Eno made before wandering off into ambient music and, and production and many, many other things is sort of the midway between these ambient soundscapes and beautiful pop songs. One of the most beautiful of the latter is I'll Come Running. You know, a truly incredible song. Eno hated the idea of love songs. He said in the history of popular music, there have been way too many. It's been done. Do something different. But this, too, like Wire, bands that were not prone to love songs, this is also sort of a love song, but one about yearning for love in solitude. 
I'll find a place somewhere in the corner. I'm going to waste the rest of my days just watching patiently from my window, waiting for seasons change someday. My dreams will pull you through the garden gate, and I'll come running to tie your shoe. You know, we are all of us, I hope, getting through this with the love of people near and dear to us. And the fact that you would do anything for them, you know, I'll come running to tie your shoe. That's what it sort of means to me. An incredible uh, restrained guitar in there by Robert Fripp. We recently paid uh, tribute to King Crimson. Uh, Fripp was the guitarist. And uh, Eno at his best on vocals, castanet guitar is what he calls the choppy guitar, chord piano, synthesizer, synthetic percussion, none of which he could play. Eno, the ultimate non-musician. He did this by relying on something called the Oblique Strategies. This was the first album he employed them heavily. They were a deck of cards based on the notion that when you uh, encounter a creative roadblock, you pull one of these cards and follow its advice. All of them wonderfully open-ended, sort of zen, and uh, not necessarily meaning anything, but, you know, I've used it for writing projects, recording projects. It always opens up a window to me. It might be advice like make the sound of water, or is it finished yet? Hmm. Um, these are like oblique strategies times. They're available for free online. There are apps that generate one randomly. When you're feeling kind of lost, do two things. Find one of Eno's oblique strategies and uh, play some Eno. Here it is, I'll Come Running by Brian Eno. I'll find a place somewhere in the corner. Come running to tie your shoe I'll 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 Come Running by Brian Eno, one of the Desert Island jukebox tracks we can't live without, especially resonant in this moment. And we want to hear, as always, from our Sound Opinions listeners, what are the songs that are getting you through these troubled times? Give us a call at 888-859-1800 or connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. Well, I hope you're 
water's blue, always flowing. I hope you have a clean and level track. And I hope you know exactly where you're going. And I hope the wind is always at your back. And I hope you're that is Liar's Prayer by the one Paul K. Paul Kopaz, who died on March 16th at the age of about 58. He was born in 1962. Couldn't pin down a precise birth date, but Paul K. had been uh, making music since the early 80s. He was born in Detroit, went to University of Kentucky, where he remained in that state for most of the rest of his life. Started putting out a series of cassette recordings in uh, 1983 and immediately established himself as key singer-songwriters around him recognized as a true talent. You could hear the influence of people like Towns Van Zandt and Lou Reed and Graham Parsons in his music and a lot of literary influence in his lyrics. You could hear the influence of people like George B. Higgins or Bukowski or Jim Thompson. But really, Kay really didn't sound like anybody but himself. And I know that sounds like a cliche, but I think it was one of the reasons that he was not more deeply appreciated in his time. You know, he probably made close to 100 albums. I mean, there are people who say it's even higher than that. Only a small portion of those have become widely available. But the ones that are out there are pretty extraordinary. He had a pretty rough life, uh, drug abuse, and then he he ended up serving some jail time, uh, late 80s, uh, early 90s, uh, and and sort of derailed what was a very promising career. He resurfaced in the 90s, with a band called The Weathermen, and uh, Homestead eventually signed him and released a really good compilation of his early recordings called The Blue Sun in 1993. And then he really got rolling uh, in the mid to late 90s. An album called Love is a Gas with production by the Velvet Underground's Mo Tucker and featuring a drummer by the name of Glenn Kochi, who only a couple of years later would be joining Wilco, where he still remains. So he was starting to record with some excellent musicians, and his songs really began to flourish. And from that point on, he sort of developed a very steady, loyal cult following, if never quite attaining the level of fame that he probably deserved because of the quality of his songs. You know, he he was known for writing these songs about dissolution and desperation and despair, but there was also incredible amounts of beauty and grace in those songs. And later on, I started hearing something like redemption in there, that he was starting to come out of that dark hole that he found himself in in the 80s and, and really pulling himself together, uh, not not just as an artist, but as a human being. And it was it was really wonderful to hear. And I think you can hear some of that in the song I want to leave you with here. By the way, there's three really, really good compilations of Paul Kay's music that are out there. If you go to the Bandcamp website, you will find a lot of Paul's music available there, including this song in several different versions. I think it was a defining song for him in many ways. It's called Radiant and White from the late Paul Kay on Sound Opinions. I'll wait right here for you. Save a spot for you. I can never even forget from this be moved to a place unreachable by you.
buckled under the weight of all your words. I stumbled, stumbled through this world. I let myself see life as absurd. Just to be part of the herd. I've squinted, looking into the light. I've tackled you, trapped you in the middle of the night. Paul Kopaz, a.k.a. Paul K., with a song called Radiant and White. Paul K. Uh, died on March 16th after a great career as a singer and songwriter. Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Jim, we have a big record review roundup. We've got a lot of new releases out there that we want to get to. For more Sound Opinions, listen to our podcast wherever you find such things. Thanks, as always, to our producers, Brendan Banisak. Alex Claiborne, Iona Contreras, and Andrew Gill. Special thanks to engineer Deshaun Smith and everyone at BEZ keeping the station running. Stay safe, everybody, and stay healthy. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800. New messages. Hi, Jim and Greg. It's Doug calling from Guelph, Ontario, Canada. I really enjoyed your show on Joni Mitchell's Blue Album. In the episode, you talked about how people first got introduced to Joni Mitchell, and I think I, like a lot of people, first got into Joni's music by hearing cover versions of her songs uh, done by other artists. And I'm glad you mentioned Katie Lang covering the song Case of You. Constantly in the darkness, where's that at? If you want me, I'll be in the bar. On the back of a cartoon coaster. And I just wanted to say that if listeners want to hear one of the most beautifully recorded albums of the past 20 years, in 2004, Katie Lang did an album called Hymns of the 49th Parallel, which is a collection of songs by great Canadian songwriters. This album includes Case of View as well as Jericho by Joni Mitchell and uh, a whole lot of other uh, beautiful music by Neil Young, uh, Leonard Cohen and others. So if listeners like... Uh, 
like me, are stuck at home right now with some time on your hands, uh, I just said this wonderful album, Hymns of the 49th Parallel, by another great Canadian uh, singer-songwriter, Katie Lang, uh, is definitely worth checking out. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Uh, really enjoy the show. Uh, keep it up. We'll uh, talk to you later. Bye. Hey, this is George from Tennessee, formerly a Canadian boy. I just listened to your show, Joni Mitchell, the Blue Album. I haven't heard it in a long time, but it has always been one of my favorites. And as it did in the past, many times, it made me cry. I'm now a 66-year-old man, and listening to your show, it made me cry. I'm here alone, just waiting out this virus. And I heard something I needed to cry about. I wanted a river to skate away on. You did the trick for me. Thank you very much. Hey guys, this is John from Raleigh, North Carolina. Just listen to your show on Joni Mitchell. I'm 68 years old, and I've been waiting for this show since 1993 when I first started listening to you guys. There is not a single life situation I have had where a Joni Mitchell lyric has not come to mind and been a salve to my soul. You did not disappoint. Thanks, and be well. Teach my feet to fly. Oh, I wish I had a river I could skate away. This is Jody. I'm calling uh, on lockdown in Redondo Beach, California. Could be worse. Great idea with the Desert Island list. I'm going to suggest a song that should have made these guys millionaires. The great song you've never heard, Tearing Up the Oxygen by the band Maritime. Treat yourself. Stay safe, guys. Take the world by force We wish we could travel so recklessly messages to give us your opinions on sound opinions call our hotline 888-859-1800 we'll be back next week with more sound opinions produced by wbez chicago and distributed by prx